0: ...looking at the boat, and seated on a log close at hand were three men with rifles across their knees. The foremost, a tall, strong figure with a clear blue eye and an open, intelligent face, might well represent the restless and intrepid pioneers, whose axes and rifles have opened a path from the Alleghenies to the western prairies. Early the next morning we reached Kansas, about 500 miles from the mouth of the Missouri. "'We landed and set out in a wagon for Westport to procure mules and horses. "'It was a fresh and beautiful May morning. "'The woods were lighted by bright sunshine and enlivened by a multitude of birds. "'We overtook our late fellow travelers, the Kansas Indians, "'who, adorned with their finery, "'made a striking and picturesque feature in the forest landscape. "'Westport was full of Indians, "'whose little shaggy ponies were tied along the fences.' Sacks and foxes with shaved heads and painted faces, shawanoes and delawares fluttering in calico frocks and turbans, wyandots dressed like white men, and a few wretched Kansas wrapped in blankets. As I stood at the door of the tavern, a remarkable-looking personage came up the street— He had a ruddy face garnished with the stumps of a bristly red beard and mustache. On one side of his head was a round cap such as Scottish laborers wear. A little black pipe was stuck in his mouth. In this curious attire I recognized Captain C. of the British Army, who, with his brother and Mr. R., an English gentleman, was bound on a hunting expedition." i had seen the captain and his companions at st louis they had now been for some time at westport making preparations and waiting for a reinforcement since they were too few to attempt it alone the captain urged that we should join forces and proceed to the mountains in company we thought the arrangement a good one and consented our future fellow travelers had installed themselves in a little log house where we found them surrounded by saddles, harness, guns, pistols, telescopes, knives, and, in short, their complete appointments for the prairies. R., who had a taste for natural history, sat at a table, stuffing a woodpecker. The brother of the captain, who was an Irishman, was splicing a trail rope. Their hunter, a surly-looking Canadian named Sorrel, and their muleteer, an American ruffian, were lounging about the building. No party ever went upon the prairie, better provided, said the captain. Being at leisure one day, I rode over to Independence. The town was crowded. Shops had sprung up to furnish emigrants and Santa Fe traders for their journey. There was an incessant hammering from a dozen blacksmith sheds. While I was in the town, a train of emigrant wagons from Illinois passed through. A multitude of healthy children's faces were peeping out, and here and there a buxom damsel was seated on horseback, holding over her sunburnt face an old parasol. The men, very sober-looking countrymen, stood about their oxen, and I noticed three old fellows zealously discussing the doctrine of regeneration. The emigrants, however, are not all of this stamp. Among them are some of the vilest outcasts in the country.' In eight days we had brought our preparations to a close. Meanwhile, our friends had completed theirs and told us that they would set out in advance and wait at the crossing of the Kansas. Accordingly, R. and the muleteer went forward with the wagon, while the captain and his brother, together with Sorel and a trapper named Boisvert, followed with the horses. The commencement of the journey was ominous, for the captain's party was scarcely a mile from Westport when a tremendous thunderstorm drenched them to the skin. They hurried on to reach the place about seven miles off where R. was to have the camp in readiness, but this prudent person, when he saw the storm approaching, had selected a sheltered glade where he pitched his tent and was sipping a cup of coffee while the captain galloped for miles through the rain to look for him. At length the storm cleared away, and the sharp-eyed trapper succeeded in discovering his tent. R. had by this time finished his coffee and was seated on a buffalo robe smoking his pipe. The captain was one of the most easy-tempered men in existence, so he bore his ill luck with great composure, shared the dregs of the coffee with his brother, and lay down to sleep in his wet clothes. We had our share of the deluge. We were leading a pair of mules to Kansas when the storm broke. Such sharp and incessant flashes of lightning, such stunning and continuous thunder I had never known— The woods were obscured by the diagonal sheets of rain, and the streams...